1: Good morning, it is 8.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keane, in Economic Indicators, brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit commonwealth.com to learn more. No major numbers out today. We do get wholesale inventories at 10 a.m. this morning, Tom.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Often a reflection of what's going yeah. on in trade.
3: May I state... We had a huge response from our Wilbur Ross interview, huge response to his comments that Republicans have to get behind Mr. Trump, huge response.
1: Well, according to um, the surveys, the uh, latest ABC Washington Post survey, that's going to be very difficult. Yeah, um, pro and con, but a huge response. Well, get to that in a minute. I wanted to just uh, go from the economy numbers here into the economy's impact on the political process, Megan Murphy from Bloomberg News, the Bloomberg Washington bureau chief, joining us now. Um, Megan, I'm looking at Gary Langer's exit poll numbers for ABC, and Gary, of course, produces the Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index. Four in ten, um, uh, six in ten, rather, um, voters in the Republican primary in Michigan say they are worried about the direction of the economy. Eight in ten in Mississippi. And yet you talk to people on Wall Street and uh, things aren't that bad. There seems to be quite a disconnect between people on Wall Street and people in what uh, many on Wall Street would call the flyover.
2: Yeah, and I think that explains so much of what we've been seeing so far this election cycle. This disconnect is real. We've done many stories showing how actually the underlying fundamentals, whether you look at wages, whether you look at productivity, whether you look at labor force participation, where actually things seem to be, you know, getting better, but yet that is not reflected in this huge angry swing we see, this anti-establishment swing we see, and even the number of people in those same exit polls who identified Donald Trump as the man they think would do the best job of shepherding the economy he won by a big margin on that score in mississippi and a big margin on that score in michigan
1: does this suggest uh, another interesting stat out uh, from uh, nbc this morning Um, trump has won every state with unemployment over five percent that people are uh, are willing to overlook everything else because it's the economy stupid
2: I think it's the economy, And I think you also see that on the flip side of the Democratic race. You know, one of the reasons why Bernie Sanders was able to pull off that stunning upset in Michigan last night was that he really doubled down on some of his key themes on trade, some of his key themes on income inequality. Mm -hmm. People think that Hillary made a mistake when she sort of tagged him with that he hadn't supported the auto bailout, which is sort of partially not true. And again, the economics were on full display of how that remains the animating theme of this election.
3: Senator Cruz to the rescue. Give us an update on Senator Cruz's relationship with other Republican establishment leaders. As an amateur, I'm suggesting it's fractious. If you're the pro, are they even on
2: speaking terms? Look, we've done extensive looks this week and talked to a bunch of people to see if we can see any movement by some of his Senate colleagues to get behind him, to coalesce behind him. And you'd be hard. And it's pretty much crickets in the room right now. This is kind of their worst scenario. If there's anyone the establishment sort of fears or is more concerned about than Donald Trump, it's actually Ted Cruz. His his views are very out of the mainstream. His positions are very hard right. And fundamentally for a Republican establishment, they do not believe he can win against Hillary. Clinton. They believe his positions are simply too out of step with what is a rapidly changing demographic.
1: Well, American voters, as of the last couple of days don't believe that Trump can win either. The latest ABC Washington poll just out uh, in within the last hour shows that uh, right now Hillary Clinton leads Donald Trump uh, by a 50 to 41 percent uh, vote preference among registered voters, 54, 36 among everyone. But uh, while that's just a snapshot in time, what I found very interesting is you look at uh, Republicans who say they don't want Donald Trump. If he is the nominee, only 53 percent of them say they would be like Wilbur Ross and vote for the Republican because he's the Republican. It is, to get back to what Tom said at the beginning, going to be very hard for Trump to even attract the Republican Party, let alone uh, independents and, and Democrats.
2: I think this number is one that we're going to have to watch closely to see if it changes, because what we haven't yet see play out is the realization among a huge part of the Republican Party, the sort of majority of the Republican Party, that Donald Trump can and is the nominee. And I think once that sort of, I do call it sort of the five stages of grief, as some people have described it, I do think there's many senior figures in the party who will look at this race and look at this contest and say, look, if we don't get behind him, we risk a true civil war in the party, a fraction of the party like we have haven't seen are we really are we really willing to risk the senate risk the house risk some of our governorships in 2018 when a lot of those states come up risk redistricting i do think over the next several days we're going to see some establishment figures i thought what wilbur ross said was tremendously interesting say wait a second are we potentially doing more harm than good by continuing this never trump stop trump you, you listen to our
3: interview with wilbur ross
2: well, I was on sort of at the same time, so I was listening to it in one ear. But I think, you know, look, this is the thing. The party risks, you know, uh, the party risks a fundamental split. And whether the senior financiers, I hear it a lot from people who have put a lot of money into this election, saying yeah. we don't want to cut off our nose despite our face.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting angle. What, what is your number one study item as you move to Florida next Tuesday? What's the thing you want to know about
2: well, the number one thing we're watching is I want to see on the, what I'm most interested in is the early voting now and how much we've seen, mm-hmm. how much of those votes have gone to Rubio, how many, some of those votes will have gone to Jeb Bush, frankly. Um, but if this, you know, Rubio will come under tremendous pressure, even in the coming days, even before Florida, to sort of think about his position in the race. He is going, if Ted Cruz wants to sort of have the strategy of, of making sure Rubio exits, Donald Trump's probably going to okay. win Florida.
3: Megan, we've got to leave it there. Megan, thank you so much. No doubt we will speak to you before next Tuesday. Megan Murphy, uh, Bureau Chief for the District of Columbia Office of
1: Bloomberg Futures. Up nine. Time now to check in with Michael Barr for the latest news headlines. Michael.
4: Mike, Tom, thank you. There are new questions being raised about the Iran nuclear agreement today. After Iran's news agency says to Iran fired two ballistic missiles written in Hebrew on the missiles is the phrase Israel must be wiped out. The show of force comes as Vice President Joe Biden visits Israel. I want to reiterate, which I know people still doubt here. If in fact they break the deal, we will act. Biden spoke in Jerusalem alongside Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who opposed the Iran nuclear deal. Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders are debating tonight for the eighth time in Florida. Last night, Sanders scored an upset win in Michigan's Democratic presidential primary. However, Clinton won the primary in Mississippi and is more than halfway to hitting the number needed to win the party's nomination. For the Republicans, Donald Trump won contests in Michigan, Mississippi, and Hawaii. Ted Cruz won the primary in Idaho. A public viewing begins today for nancy reagan at the reagan presidential library her body will lie in repose for two days the former first lady died sunday global news 24 hours a day powered by our 2400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world i'm michael bar mike tom
1: thank you michael time now for the bloomberg nbc sports update here is john stash Hour.
0: Thanks, Mike. It was five years ago Carmelo Anthony got traded by Denver to the Knicks. Since then, a lot more losing than winning. He was back in Denver last night, still hasn't won in any of his returns there. Nuggets with an easy 110-94 win. Melo had 30 in the loss. In Toronto, the Nets had a 16-point halftime lead. The Raptors came back and prevailed 104-99. Rangers and Islanders both won. Rangers stayed three points ahead. They were up 3 nothing. held on to win 4-2 at Buffalo. The Isles got power play goals from John Tavares and Anders Lee. Lee in the third period to snap a tie. They top Pittsburgh. to Another local team headed to the NCAA tournament. The Knights of Fairleigh Dickinson winning at Wagner in the Northeast Final 87-79. Their fifth NCAA's first since 2005. Jets are losing top rusher Chris Ivory cashing in on his 1,000-yard season. Expected to sign today with Jacksonville. Free agency begins with the Jets unsure if they'll be able to keep quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Giants are keeping top pass rusher Jason Pierre-Paul for one more year. JPP made it back from that fireworks incident where he Lost a finger Finger word today. Giants have a deal with free agent cornerback Janoris Jenkins, who is with the Rams. Spring training, Matt Harvey on the mound. First time since the World Series. Three innings, one run. CC Sabathia, two hitless innings in his first appearance since leaving the Yankees for alcohol rehab. Bloomberg NBC Sports Update.
1: I'm John Stancho. John, thank you very much. Well, we are setting up. After yesterday's uh, disappointments in the markets, we're sort of setting up for a better day no. today. And maybe it. Has to do with the fact that oil prices are higher this morning, uh, Brent up by one point six percent, West Texas by one point four percent. Brent back over forty dollars. That has uh, S and P futures up by eight points right now. Four tenths. Dow futures up seventy one. Yeah, and a five
3: five four-tenths. basis point swing day to day on ten year yield. And yeah, all uh, the
1: place. you know, uh, Francine LaCroix was very interested in the Sun report that the Queen is backing Brexit. Uh, no response from her. Eyes. But uh, the FTSE is up 39, call it 40.7 tenths. And the pound is, uh, well, it's come down a little bit. It's about break-even right now, 1.4201. So uh, we'll see whether Her Majesty uh, indeed favors separation from Europe. Something will follow here on Bloomberg Surveillance.
3: Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by CIT from transportation to healthcare to manufacturing. CIT offers commercial lending, leasing, and treasury management
1: services for small middle market businesses. CIT.com.